When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches Media presents... Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy-ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he, shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. The Betches Sub Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. This is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the grief chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm Elise Morales, comedian and Betches Up newsletter writer. And I'm Millie Tamaris, comedian and sub video contributor. It's a Betches Pups Day. Betches Pups. <laughs> takeover. It's arf, a Betches arf, Pups arf. Takeover. I know. Rusty's actually, he's very sleepy today, which is kind of good. He's usually when it's good. like... When it's threatening to rain, he can sometimes get a little interesting. interesting. I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed if Tino has like weather related mood changes, but Rusty definitely does. Tino does not want to walk in the rain. Yeah, oh, he yeah. will like be like no, but then you know you got to because if not, he'll poop and peep in the in the house. And yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, we um. Rusty gets so, we really are betches pupsing it. Rusty gets like, he wants to go out on our deck so badly. And then he sees that it's raining and he just kind of like sits in the threshold of the door and like looks sad. Okay, not your fault. And then he'll go back and I'm like, it's still raining, babe. Yeah. It's still raining. Well, speaking of number two, what's the number (laughs) today? Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing transition. Today's number is two. Hundred, As in, Ticketmaster will offer upfront pricing at more than 200 venues and festivals as part of Joe Biden's plan to curb hidden fees. So Biden is meeting today with Live Nation and Ticketmaster, to, uh, which like Live Nation owns Ticketmaster. So they're meeting today to follow up on his call last year to do away with hidden fees. The White House says Ticketmaster will also add an option to see all-in pricing for tickets where consumers can see the total price of a ticket up front. The move is voluntary, but Live Nation apparently expressed interest to Biden about doing this after he mentioned junk fees in the State of the Union last year, which we, I think, or I guess this year, which we talked about. So what do we think? Does this secure Biden the youth vote, or do we still need to do something about student loans, Millie? This this story confused me because that's already what's happening on the Ticketmaster website. They show you uh, $30. You know, I was looking at 
um, New York Liberty tickets to, mm-hmm. you know, because when my niece is in town, New York Liberty support female basketball, everyone. Beautiful. And it was, it shows, and that's an option that's been an option on StubHub, Ticketmaster. You can do regular ticket, like what the ticket price is plus the fees. So it's 30, you know, for example, it was $30 plus nine, and then it's 39, right? So, I mean, that was one complaint, but I feel like that has been addressed where it's like, oh, we're paying for this much and you guys add on all these fees. So instead they'll be like, well, we'll tell you what the fees are ahead of time. But that's not the fucking problem. The problem is why is it costing $2,000 or $3,000 to see your favorite artist in a fucking stadium? You guys, they're price gouging. They're not being transparent into where the money goes. The money's not going to the artist. That's um, even in smaller venues too. Ticketmaster has become in a monopoly so that it, you know, but again, this is like, and the fact that they are voluntarily doing this, like they're not going to change anything. They're just going to be more upfront about it. So it's not really getting the core at the core of the issue. And to me, it reads as something of, well, Biden hasn't fucking bought a concert ticket and God knows how long. He doesn't know what the fuck is happening. Uh, so to him, it looks like, and he doesn't even know that you can I mean, literally Billy go Joel and- comes around to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I feel like Biden, I feel like that's a Biden concert. Yeah, but Biden, Joe Biden is not logging on no. to Ticketmaster himself. Oh my God. And no. buying. He, ha- he didn't do it last year. He didn't do it the next year. This is truly like millennial Gen Z problem as we talk about what, you know, those generations value, you know, it it very much is experience culture, right? Like millennial Gen Z, it's not about buying a house or buying nice purses, even though that's like kind of shifting a little. It's about experiences, about going on the crazy vacation, doing the thing for, you know, the Instagram and the TikTok of it all. So yeah, like, I don't know. To me, it's like you can literally go on Ticketmaster today and see the all-in pricing. So at least in New York, I can't speak for other places. I guess maybe, I don't even know. I guess maybe now they're going to automatically show it for these 200 venues. Like you don't have to click the thing, but for other venues, you do have to click. And should sort by all-in pricing, which is the thing that Airbnb did, too. They're like, oh, we'll give you an option to see the pricing up front. But in Europe, they have to show that. So it's kind of it is kind of one of those weird things where it's like, okay, I appreciate the option. But again, it should just kind of be the default setting for everything to show it. Like, I'm literally looking at Ticketmaster right now. For example, Pink. Not necessarily a concert, you know, that I'm going to go to tomorrow, but it says $208 each. And then it's $174.95 plus $33.50 of fees. You know, so you see the tickets to right now, like you go on, it says 240 you know, $208. So the real question and the real complaint is what are these $33.50 of fees? Where is this money going? The artist isn't seeing it and all of that. And then in other cases, it might be worse. And then when you get to the floor, it's $1,500. Or, it's you know, two seats are $2,500. 
And that wow. is four hundred dollars and eleven uh four hundred and eleven dollars of fees and two thousand dollars of just ticket prices. So that's at the core of it. Yeah, it's just interesting because like I do think that going after hidden fees is a smart move for Biden. Like, I don't think it's like a slam dunk issue. Like you were going to win the election based off hidden fees. But I do think it's the type of thing to be able to say, like, look what we can do if the president is a normal man who's not indicted and has kind of like average person concerns. But like you're saying, the issue really is the fact that the fees are there at all. Not I mean, hiding them is annoying. I'm glad to not have them hidden. Mm-hmm. But again, this is something that it's not like he like passed a law. They could go back to doing things business as usual if they wanted to. They could go back on this if they chose to. Mm-hmm. It feels like, sure. I'm like, okay, sounds good. But I'm not like running to the polls today. You're still going to have to do stuff about student loans. And you're still going to have to answer for like, again the 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 fees of it all you know yeah and just the general unaffordability of life i feel like is the thing that people all of these issues are kind of getting at especially with young people is like i can't afford to buy a house uh the minimum wage is garbage like every, everything's more ex- gas sucks there's no public Grocery transportation prices. can't walk anywhere yeah and like Okay, I'd also like to be able to afford concert tickets, but this doesn't do anything to make concert tickets more affordable. And that's also not at the top of my concerns. Would I Mm -hmm. like concert tickets to be more affordable? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't even really do that. It just tells you how much they're really going to cost. How much unaffordable it is. You want to take a flight, the the fucking airlines can overbook and then you're fucked and they can charge whatever they want for any extra bag or a fanny pack or whatever bullshit. Like, it it is. Like, there's an unaffordability crisis and, again, when you're reactive and not proactive, you know, sometimes you get whack shit. But on the other side of the aisle... (laughs) On the other... Exactly. Millie... Millie's taking over these transitions and it's incredible. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. 
Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. This is a story that I think hits at both of our mm-hmm. hearts. It's mm-hmm. uh, we're going to Millie's hometown. It's a bunch of Cuban nonsense. So we're ready to take on this this topic. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez announced he is running in the Republican primary. He is aiming to become the first sitting mayor ever elected president. We've had mayors run in the past, but a mayor has never actually become. I don't think even the candidate. No. No. No, no, no. Okay. So Francis Suarez, <laughs> uh, he would be the only Hispanic candidate in the race. Uh, he is a Cuban American. He's son of he's the son of Miami's first Cuban Moran mayor. So he's he's a mayor Nepo. He's a Nepo mayor. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> okay, to give his stats about him. So his whole thing is crypto. He's a crypto bro. In recent years, he's been trying to turn Miami into a crypto hub. He (laughs) wants it to be the next Silicon Valley. He also takes his salary in Bitcoin, um, which has probably taken a big hit to his salary because uh, I'm pretty sure the value of Bitcoin is ass right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams did that for one week and for one paycheck. Eric Adams was, as soon as he saw that price go down, he was like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that anymore. But (laughs) Eric Adams is here to secure his own bag and look like be like, yeah, the the king of nightlife of New York. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. it. But Francis Suarez, he's dedicated and he has continued to take his salary in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. He also was trying to get he he organized a deal for FTX to like move their headquarters to Miami. But then obviously all of that fell apart because FTX fell apart and its founder was arrested. So now he's like, yeah, like facing jail. (laughs) Yeah, he he was like arrested in the Bahamas or whatever back in December. Sam Bankman freed. So anyway, um, another kind of interesting thing about him. So on Tuesday, he toured the Miami courthouse where Trump was arraigned. He was wearing a police T-shirt. I don't even really know what that means, but he's avoided specifically questions about Trump and his indictment, though he did previously say that he did not vote for Trump in 2016 and 2020. He instead wrote in (laughs) Marco Rubio. Dumbass. And who else? And Mike Pence. So he he put forward a Rubio Pence ticket, which I cannot think of a less inspiring like, ticket. It's like both 
the the like the most idiotic stupid thing and also the most boring thing like at least people who wrote in harambe had some stupid (laughs) yeah trying to be funny or pepe the frog or whatever but marco rubio and mike pence i mean good lord what a dumbass i mean i'm like right in yourself at that yeah, point. writing yourself at that point. Also, you said the police t-shirt. You don't get that. Yesterday, I was walking in Times Square. Don't ask me. Um, I was walking around Times Square. I'm so sorry I- to hear that. <laughs> Actually, I was walking around Times Square to watch a screening of The Blackening, mm. which is actually really good. And if you're looking for like comedy horror movie um, that's super black and super fun, uh, please, please, please watch that and tell all your friends it was really, really, really good. Okay. But on my way there, there's all these souvenir spots and blah, blah, blah. But there were so many NYPD, like, fucking merch. Like, literally band merch, but NYPD. And I'm like, you have to be the ultimate goober. The ultimate goober to have a fucking NYPD merch. To come to New York City and, of all things, buy NYPD merch. And I was telling my friend Aaron Fenton. And Aaron's like, Millie, I grew up in Ohio. People do that shit all the time. (laughs) especially after 9-11 and i'm like oh god nypd merch i i agree that you have to be the ultimate goober to buy it but i have seen obviously nypd merch i feel like they have like a brand they have a brand of yeah yeah blue bloods svu yeah and in dc there's a lot of fbi cia related merch which is kind of interesting but like does the sincere Miami... ones though or like female sincere. booty investigator because uh, <laughs> i've seen those both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> absolutely both but not on sale at the dulles airport dulles airport you're getting just a real cia like quantico Jeez. branded like sweatshirt hoodie Yawn. but like does them my i guess this is a question for you does the miami police department have that kind of branding like is no, it MDPD, Miami-Dade? Yeah, I'm just like, I, I would say like the appeal of getting specific, Miami Police Department is not infamous or known for whatever, but I'm just like, the reason to get anything Miami branded is for the art deco and neon of yeah. it all. And I highly doubt the Miami-Dade Police Department uh, logoing or, you know, whatever. I'm going to look it up. I doubt that they're including anything fun that would be fun. Like it's got like the palm tree and yeah, the like <laughs> the pastel colors or whatever. That'd no, be cute. see, it just I mean, it has like a palm like the patch has a palm tree and a native okay. what looks like a Native American person. But the their, their actual uniforms are very brown, br- like like lighter brown top, brown slacks. There's just no swag to this to sound. Unfortunately, they sound like Mayor Eric Adams. It's it's it's, it's uh, dark green and yellow. Like that's just not even Miami colors. Like like at least the heat rebranded, you know. <laughs> so interesting fashion choice. One other thing to note about Suarez <laughs> oh, is yeah, that he okay. So he has been also a frequent critic of Ron DeSantis and specifically on immigration, kind of going back to what we were talking about on the Monday pod is that he has come out and said, you know, we need real solutions. We need to like come together and actually work to change our immigration system, not like make all these weird stunts 
which is interesting. And he also has criticized DeSantis for all the Disney stuff and just been like, I don't know why he's making his personal vendetta about Disney estate related issues. So an interesting, an interesting figure to enter the race to be sure. Yeah. I'm really curious. Um, I mean, yeah, like he still sucks. He's still an idiot, but then he has like, I just feel like a Republican mayor of a very, what is a very progressive city, extremely progressive, extremely like big tourism you see people from all over the world like there's no way that you're gonna hold the same abhorrent like views that a governor DeSantis who's in like the middle of nowhere Florida can is gonna you know so but it's also just it's just it's just crazy to me that Florida Miami tends to at least vote uh, more blue than most places but that there's a uh, you know, local local mayor. That's it's usually kind of the op. You know, like a big uh, Republican governor, and then a more progressive Democratic mayor of a big city. I'm not surprised by these things because, yeah, like you can't be a mayor in Miami and hate immigration. Like that's yeah, just gonna a, work. and also like again, his own father was an immigrant, so yeah. it's like, and I mean there are members of the Cuban population yeah, who kind mm-hmm. of forget that, but yeah, well, it, you can't be the mayor of Miami and be like, fuck immigrants. Well, really. Another thing about him is he's also under investigation for money, money bribes, which I'm like, maybe stop taking your salary <laughs> in Bitcoin. Yeah. And you won't have to take bribes. Well, <laughs> like, that's what I love that point in the newsletter when you're just like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe don't take it in Bitcoin and then you won't have to do extra shit. <laughs> yeah, you like, you could just receive a regular salary and kind of real money. And then maybe some of these financial problems wouldn't be happening. So, how ra- how radical that. leftist of you, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> take your salary in real money. That's my advice. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and a of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Okay, we're sticking in Miami. We got we to talk about it. So on Tuesday, since last we spoke, Trump in a Miami courthouse pled not guilty to 37 
federal counts. This is obviously in the classified documents case. Afterwards, he hit up the very famous Cuban Cafe Versailles, which my family does go to every time we're in I mean, Miami. You and there's a the- bunch in the airport too, Miami airport. Yeah. So if you're like going to Latin America and you have a stop in, in Miami, you can go to Versailles. Um, it is super Republican. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was greeted by supporters. They like preyed on him. I mean, it really seemed like uh, it was it was popping at Versailles after the the Trump indictment. Uh, they sang him Happy Birthday, and then Trump was like, "Food for everyone." Um, his but he left. Was on Tuesday. His he got indicted on his birthday. I think it was he got indicted the day before his birthday. His birthday is the fourteenth. And he was indicted on the 13th. It's okay. Gemini. Famous Gemini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Kanye and Grimace. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I forgot that there was a day gap. The day before his birthday still is pretty ominous. Well, again, very funny. So they sang him happy birthday. He declared food for everyone. And then he did leave before like anyone could order anything. So And he left without paying for even his own lunch. Which... <laughs> He you rocks know. in that way. Like, well, it is very funny to be like, lunch on me, and then just fucking bounce. Well, if there's nothing, this is what I said on my Twitter, you know, promise supporters he was buying food for everyone. Turns out he left before he could even buy his own food. If there was ever a metaphor or a symbolism for Latin Republicans or what Latin, vo- you know, so ra- Latin, I'm saying Latin because... As much as we want to say it's just Cuban, it is also Venezuelan. It's also Mexican. And, uh, you know, goddammit, you'll find Me- uh, Dominicans, you'll find Haitians. You know, there's dumb people of all races. I'll just say that. And uh, that is a good example of a good thing of you promised, you promised a full meal and you f- the fucking bill is skipped before you even get the appetizer. Absolutely. That is so true. It is a perfect metaphor for his like, Hoarding of Hispanic voters, which again mm-hmm. has been mar- like relatively successful, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, especially among Latino men. Obviously. Very yeah. successful. Mm-hmm. So how did it go down? He, similar to the New York arraignment, he was processed, he was fingerprinted, but he was allowed to provide a pre-existing photo of himself in lieu of a mugshot. <laughs> so the mugshot's still eludes us um i don't know if we're ever gonna get it i guess i was reading that like the point of the mugshot is so that like people know what you look like which i guess people do know i wonder what, what he looks picture like. he i wonder if it's a face tuned yassified right donald trump version one of those uh, paintings of by that guy where he makes him have like abs and he's like playing cards with Ronald Reagan or whatever. Oh my god. Or something that's from his like Tinder. <laughs> yeah. His he always had he's got that one that's like him scowling. Like I wonder if he submitted his official presidential portrait. His, where like, he's picture. actually sad that he got the job he wanted. Yeah, absolutely. This also brings up to me, just on a side note, do we think he's ever gonna do like the portrait portrait that you get painted like Obama had the Kahinda Wiley one and like everyone gets one that goes in the portrait gallery or are we just going to skip that for him? Ben Garrison is an alt-right political cartoonist and artist. He's like the one that does like 
the stupidest fucking like AOC. Oh, he yes. like yeah, he does like the Michelle versus Melania things and like all he this threw shit. Pete Buttigieg and made his Pete, gave Buttigieg like a BBL in it, like made his ass <laughs> like so prominent and big. And I'm just like, this is homophobic, and also it's really funny to draw. Like a giant juicy ass on this person. Well, I'm also looking at there's one where it says fixing the leaks. It's just like uh, everyone's leaking to Russia except for Donald Trump. And he drew Donald Trump with big shoulders and a really chiseled chin. So, yeah, yeah, like (laughs) it'll be one of those people. And then there is the guy who draws him as like crossing the Delaware, playing cards with Reagan. Yeah, those he are does like more taken. of a traditional portrait guy. I don't know his name. And then technically Melania should get one too, but I feel like hers will just be she'll be like, use AI. I don't care. Yeah, she <laughs> like, doesn't give a shit about it. She doesn't give like, two shits about could that. Could not even be like has not even been seen at a gala. Could not be fucking bothered. No. Like Wow. <laughs> I am thinking about her AI portrait just has like huge tits because all the AI portraits have that and then like crazy hands because it yeah, can't like, like draw hands. <laughs> if, if, the a- well, if she was really real, she'd be surrounded by Christmas trees and rose gardens. Absolutely. But yeah, I do. I just always wonder if he's going to do any of that stuff. Is he going to make a presidential library? Where would that be? No. What would be in he it? He needs to stay out of jail. Yeah, I guess he can't even pay for his lunch at at fucking Versailles, which for all the thing of Versailles, not an expensive, not like an expensive place, like truly, really affordable, like no reason why he shouldn't have bought food for everybody. He doesn't have any money. He doesn't have any he doesn't have any real money. My favorite part about this was that he was at lunch with his employee, cold defendant and bald hottie while team Nalta. Yes. Oh, and that's another thing. So the judge actually ordered him not to speak to any witnesses about the investigation. And that does include Walt Nauta because Trump, I mean, number one, Trump's not, I I would be shocked if he abides by that. He barely showed up to fucking anything. Like, he's not Yeah, I mean, his whole thing is to not shut the fuck up about any of his legal stuff, to constantly incriminate himself. The A judge in the E. Jean Carroll case just ruled she can seek more damages because he refuses to shut the fuck up about her and, like, keeps defaming her, mm-hmm. even though that's what he was found liable for, in addition to the sexual misconduct. So it's just, like, I, I'm glad that the judge tried, but mm-hmm. there's no way that the moment they got into the car, he wasn't immediately like, Walt, isn't this shit crazy? Let's talk about the case. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no way. There's, no, there's just no way. no way. I mean, the whole the whole fucking the whole fucking thing is that he can't stop leaks. No. That he has a big ass mouth. So why would you <laughs> but I wonder if it's like I mean, Miss Eileen is not going to do anything like if he, you know, if she, if she catches him, whatever. But yeah, it's just I an mean, impossible. Who knows? I mean, maybe the DOJ will be able to like add it. I, I don't even know how that works, but um, he's absolutely witness tampering is one of his number one things. To, I mean, he got on the phone with Georgia and was like, can we find these votes somewhere? What's going on with the votes? So he. <coughs> Shutting the fuck up and not saying things on record while you're being literally recorded 
is not really not in his, his wheelhouse. No. Again, the thing he's in trouble for is taking really sensitive documents and being like, have you seen this shit that I have? Probably I've selling cra- them. I mean, I've got these crazy documents. I, I did have a friend say to me the other day that the biggest like tick in the column for there not being aliens is that Trump didn't hasn't just said, by the way, there are aliens. I've seen the papers. <laughs> I just feel like that's just not even like... He's not intellectually curious enough to ask. That He's is not intellectually curious. I'm, that still doesn't convince me. Like, because there's no way of him knowing the exist. If he, if the existence of aliens promised him millions of dollars, right, he would be intellectually curious. But that's just not in his like wheelhouse at all. Like, right. If he wanted to do Trump Tower Mars, he would yeah, be for sure, like, for sure, for sure. And by the way, there are aliens, and I'm doing business with them. <laughs> yeah. Like there, yeah, that's not a good. I just feel like there are aliens and they're trying to avoid Earth. They're like, this shit is so ghetto. They, Yeah, they saw it and were like, actually, we're not getting involved. And I do feel like, not to be all deep state or whatever, but maybe the people who know about the aliens were like, we're just really not going to tell him about this. And again, I don't think he's intellectually curious enough to ask. But maybe it's in some of those boxes. Maybe, but it's also like, we got enough problems on Earth. Like, we don't... We can't, we gotta wait till season three for fucking aliens. Yeah. Like, we can't do this. This is too much in season one and two. It is just funny because that would be one of my first things that I asked about when I got into office. Not like, how to stop world hunger or, you know, public housing well, that, or healthcare. Th- that blah, blah, I know blah. is a bigger project. That's, that, that's <laughs> a longer term thing. I just am like, okay, I'm here. Where the fuck are the aliens? Tell me what's going on with the aliens. Tell me what happened. What what is the status there? Actually, just give me a yes or no right now, and then I'll dig into it further. Are are they among us? And then I would kind of move on with my other earthbound projects, world hunger, etc. <laughs> I was in a bar in Bushwick, and um it could, it could, there are like these three like really thin, tall. Why I'm going to assume European guys that came in are like two, uh, one girl, two guys. And this one guy was wearing like, I think like jeans or khakis with a soccer jersey that had a big happy face on it and then a blazer over it. And they just walked in with this energy. And I'm like, those are aliens. Like they've never been in a bar before. <laughs> they don't know. Like the guy's like, I will go get a drink. Like it just felt like the the movie Earth Girls are easy. Like what <laughs> you know when aliens finally put their alien skin and pick out what a, an outfit they mm-hmm. think somebody will wear, and they go to a bar and like, <laughs> like, and they're like, I would like to order one beer. For one I mean, like, uh, carbonated hops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hops with carbonation, please. Um, <laughs> I did have a friend who just got back from Europe and she was in a co- at a concert and she said she met this like ultimately very dumb 18 year old that she was talking to because they were like stuck in line for a long time. And at one point he goes to her. Um, this is a question I've always wanted to ask Amer- an American. Do you mind if I ask you? And she was like prepping it to be about, you know, School shooting. Yeah, like literally she was like, he's going to ask me about guns. And he goes, how do you feel about not being in Eurovision? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (sighs) okay, cool. And she was just like, 
Honestly, dude, there's pretty much not one American who cares about that. Even the ones who watch Eurovision aren't like, we should be in there. It it, it would just be too much. It's too, America's no, too big. we don't need we to be involved. We should have state though. Like we should have Eurovision in America, but like by states. That would, I would actually love watch. that. That, yeah. w- that I would watch a hundred percent. Just yeah, yeah. the like the weirdest slash best singer from every state compete. That would be super fun. I would love that. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Speaking of the states, right? (laughs) We're okay. We're coming back down to earth. We were in Millie's hometown. Now we're coming to her current, our current residence, town. our current residence for our men. Okay, I'm very, I'm very excited for this one. This touches on an incident that Millie has brought to the pod before, which is the time that Bill De Blasio <laughs> dropped a former hug. mayor, former mayor, former mayor, former New York City mayor Bill De Blasio, um, in 2014. <laughs> Dropped a groundhog groundhog. on Groundhog Day. He was handed a groundhog. He dropped it. The groundhog died. Um, Later. Yes, it died in the hospital. Later, (laughs) it died in the hospital due to dropping incident, like a dropping related injuries. Yes, because De Blasio is really tall. He's He's, famously he's like six five. Yeah, so that's really actually that's like falling off of a building for a groundhog. A high shelf, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Bill de Blasio has finally addressed the 2014 incident in which he dropped and killed a groundhog on Groundhog's Day. In an interview with New York Magazine, they asked him if he has any regrets about it. And he said, yeah, 100%. I'm like, don't make me hold a fucking groundhog. I mean, what the hell? Let me tell you exactly what happened. I go there, it's seven in the morning, which means my motor skills are not at their best. And I put on these gloves and they're like, here's a groundhog. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, don't you have more? <laughs> Sorry, this is so funny. No, he's so real. He's being so real. <laughs> this is the uh... realest interview and apologies is ever given. They say, here's a groundhog. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, don't you have a little more coaching to go with this or whatever? It was idiocy. Why would you want an elected official to hold a groundhog? I don't know anything about holding groundhogs. So the whole thing is just insane. There's an original sin here. Don't hand someone a groundhog, right? (laughs) Which is like, honestly, so real. And like, he has a point. Like, why are you handing someone a groundhog? That's so true. (laughs) You have to read the last statement. Okay. Oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Don't hand someone a groundhog, right? Only train groundhog holders. And do you squeeze it really tight? I mean, what do you do? So I'm like, talk about a lack of advance work. That's so... Is I this mean, man yeah. okay, Elise? No, uh, I think he's really pissed off about the time someone handed him a groundhog. But I'm also like... I think he's okay. I feel like, is he pissed? Yes. Is he rightfully pissed? Which is what half of this segment is, is people who are unrightfully pissed. I'm like, first of all, never thought, never thought I'd say this. I miss him. I know. Mr. Blasio. I know. It's crazy. Eric Adams would never, Eric Adams would never like admit that like it was fucked up. Eric Adams would never. Eric Adams would be like, that groundhog was already sick and it had nothing to do with me that it died. Honestly, instead of actually doing what he would have to do, he would take groundhog holding classes on taxpayer money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I do feel like, yeah, de Blasio, like... I feel like he is pissed that this ground that this groundhog related incident happened to him. But I do see what you're saying that like he's clearly okay and that now he's unleashed. He can speak freely about what happened here. He doesn't have to put on a political face and he, he can say, Don't hold don't don't give a politician a groundhog. What the fuck is wrong with you? And and I say he's okay again in that like Anybody in this situation would be like, don't fucking give a politician. Don't give me a groundhog. What the fuck? This isn't my fault. So for that, I say, I think Bill de Blasio is okay. And I think if you're going to, if you are planning Mm -hmm. to give someone a groundhog. An animal of any kind. An animal of any kind. You should tell them ahead of time, I'm going to hand you a groundhog. Yeah. And, and if they say, don't give me a fucking groundhog, don't give him a groundhog. It's really, it, this all goes back to consent as everything. Does. <laughs> like check in with someone because just because they take the groundhog as you're handing it to them doesn't mean that they actually wanted to be handed the groundhog. They might feel pressure in that moment because mm-hmm. they're on TV mm-hmm. to take the groundhog. Mm-hmm. So that's not really consent. Affirmative consent is needed. Exactly. Enthusiastic it's not just consent. Enthusiastic consent. Someone who's like, yay, give me the groundhog. Not just someone who passively says, yeah, sure, I'll take the groundhog. Because they don't want to hurt your feelings because mm-hmm, you're handing mm-hmm, them the groundhog mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's Groundhog's mm-hmm. Day mm-hmm, and the pressure mm-hmm. is on. So I mm-hmm. think that's what we're learning here. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> A groundhog is dead because you didn't fucking listen because no didn't mean no to you. Yeah. Exactly. And because Bill de Blasio didn't feel safe in that moment to say, mm-hmm. I don't want the groundhog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, now there's groundhog blood on your hands. So totally, totally on your gloved hands. All right. <laughs> we, we've Y'all, taken this metaphor. We've, we've taken this metaphor to its logical conclusion. Yeah. Amanda, enjoy your fucking Amanda, vacation. Amanda, enjoy your vacation. <laughs> Oh man, it's like I'm never leaving again. <laughs> uh, we've got a voicemail to listen to, and now yes. I'm also very, very excited about this. So uh, let's cue it up. I'm excited to hear it. Hello, Amanda, Elise, and Millie. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, I have to tell you, I went to a philanthropy event this weekend for my wife's job. 
and I live in Connecticut, and at the event was my congresswoman, uh, Representative Rosa DeLauro, who is so cool. We should talk more about her. But anyway, I went and kind of started smoothing with her at the event, trying to make her think I was cool. I showed her my tattoos because I have a tattoo that says vote for women that's based on a button from the suffragist movement. And I also have a tattoo that says pro-choice. So I was trying to be like, I'm cool. Like me, Rosa. Um, (laughs) And she says, wait a second, where did you get your tattoos? Because my daughter, my granddaughter just turned 18. And I asked her what she wanted for her 18th birthday. And she said, grandma, I want to get matching tattoos. And I was like, okay, well, are you going to do it? And um, she said she is going to do it. And she was asking me for tattoo studio recommendations. Um, and I asked if she needed to go, like, somewhere in her district, and she said no. So, honestly, no shade to Connecticut, but I told her to go to New York City because that's where all the t- tattoo artists are. They're like a dime a dozen there. So, anyway, that was my run-in with 80-year-old Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro. She asked me where to get a tattoo. So, if you see Rosa DeLauro with a tattoo, you're welcome, I guess. Um, also, I have to say, Millie. I am the one who ran into you at the Chapel Roan concert in New York City a few months ago, and I was literally having the worst high of my life, but I still stopped to say hi because I was like, oh my goodness, host my favorite podcast. It was wild. Okay, sorry for this super long voicemail. Bye. Wow. wow. That was a rich, that was a rich text. A Number rich one, text. I can say from experience that Millie's a great person to speak to when you're having a really crazy high and you need to to fucking chill. So that is, you were, you were in good hands. (laughs) You're so funny. I did not know she was high. I was just like, you know, this is a girl enjoying a concert, just like I was enjoying a concert. I googled Rosa DeLauro and everyone, so did I. everyone should google her because she is really cool in her official portrait she has purple hair yeah and a great angled cut I feel yeah. like she's giving what cinema wishes she should give like absolutely like her angled cut the the, the purple the things like fucking Kristen Cinema Kirsten wishes she could fucking serve this shit Right? She's got on like a turquoise necklace in her official portrait too. I'm like, and she's about it. She's about it. She's really doing it. And you know what? I do think it was the right call to send her to New York. Just for volume of tattoo Mm -hmm. parlors. And I feel like it's probably a time-honored tradition of Connecticut people to come to New York to get their tattoo. We go to Connecticut for our little vacations, our weekend homes, pizza, they can come to New York and get a tattoo. I recommend Nice Tattoo Parlor in Williamsburg. That's where Ooh. I got the tattoo on my right arm. All women, mostly women uh, tattoo artists. I don't know if it's all because I didn't meet every single employee, but it's really beautiful, very clean. I love my tattoo artist. She was great and um, really great experience. And it's right in Williamsburg and it's called Nice Tattoo Parlor, Nice Parlor Tattoos or some shit. That's and it's awesome. all women. So, and conversely, I'm going to Connecticut to next next week to get a portrait taken of me and my my entire family, including Rusty and Biz, my dog. I, and I was going to ask, are you going to include the cat? You got to include yep. the cat. Yeah. You think Biz is going to sit still? 
Or Rusty will be more of the problem. I feel like Rusty's more of the problem for sitting still, but they're experienced pet portraiture people, so they must have some kind of situation to get pets to sit still. So, yeah. They advertised on Instagram that they were looking for people to sit for these free portraits, and I, like... I submitted us and I spoke with them today and we are going to Kramer Portrait Studios and I'm going to get a fur family portrait. Wow. Let me know how it goes because I will go up. Uh, I am that level of single. So <laughs> there, I was looking at their websites at, at like at, you know, to get a vibe for the different portraits. And there are a number of just like single woman and her dog. And like the woman's wearing a ball gown and the dog looks extremely regal. So, mm. I mean, I think I see that for you and Tino. Valentino would love nothing more than to look very regal as he licks his balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we started with pups. We're ending with ending pups. Ending with pups. Full circle, baby. Full circle. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.